For today's session, we are here with Joan Nylander, which is a China correspondent, award-winning author of Shenzhen Superstar, which is a great reading. And uh, uh, Joan is joining us from Hong Kong today, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting. It's uh, great to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, a great book. Uh, it was uh, an amazing reading and, uh, for anyone which is trying to understand what's happening right now, uh, I think, in China and why is it going to be so important for the global economy. I think it's a uh, it's must uh, read. Uh, let's start from you. What drove you to focus actually on Shenzhen? Because you 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 started to focus on on that when uh, you know the, we, we didn't have yet the, the tech uh, superstars that uh, we have today. Uh, yeah, well, I can explain why I became so fascinated in the city. Um, when I moved um, with my family to to Hong Kong eight years ago, back then I remember my my new friends here they used to warn us about Shenzhen. They said. Yeah, don't go there. It's a dirty, it's a dirty, polluted factory town. It's really dangerous. Um, you cross the border and they will steal your kidney. You will get lung cancer. And uh, I thought, wow, sounds exciting. <laughs> so um, I started traveling there uh, on and off. And I realized that my friends in Hong Kong, they were, they were wrong about the city. There were a lot of really exciting things happening there. It was way more developed than people in, uh, in Hong Kong have realized. And um, especially when it came to like tech startups, over the years, I started traveling to Shenzhen more and more regularly when I was doing stories for international media about the uh, technology scene in, in China. And uh, after a few years, I realized that, my God, Shenzhen, this is really the epicenter of the world when it comes to tech development, especially hardware and the um, integration between hardware and software. Um, I have to tell the world about this. So, yeah, I wrote up the book. Yeah, that's, that's the simple answer. Yeah, interesting. And, of course, uh, um, let's, um, let's try to start uh, from, uh, from the end. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start from a tricky, tricky question. Uh, is, uh, is Silicon Valley in trouble uh, now that Shenzhen uh, is, uh, is really becoming uh, also very important, uh, it's actually become a very important tech player. Uh, I would not say that Silicon Valley is in, in trouble. I think, um, I think if you look at tech development, both hardware and software, I, I see it more like you know all boats are rising. There are really clever people in Shenzhen, really clever people in Silicon Valley, in uh, Tel Aviv, in Stockholm, in Tokyo. And what I see is that everybody is gaining from uh, great collaboration. Um, then the, the second part of my answer is that Silicon Valley has some, you know, tremendous advantages. I mean, they're really, uh, they're really, really, really good at software, software development, business development, branding. Uh, well, the strength in Shenzhen is, is comes from manufacturing. It comes from hardware, and and I think when the greatest things are happening is when you take the, the strength of Silicon Valley and you merge it with the strengths of Transcend uh, in, uh, in IoT, for example. Uh, so I think, I think both of them can you know, benefit from uh, collaboration. Yep, absolutely. And uh, of course, if, uh, if, if you get the, the software power of the Silicon Valley, and I guess if you combine it with the with the hardware power of uh, Shenzhen and the really, as you mentioned in the book, what you call uh, 
uh, fast uh, prototyping, I think uh, it can be really a, a very powerful uh, combination. But, you know, Shenzhen so far has been really about uh, hardware, but um, do you also expect it uh, to, to, to focus more and more uh, in, in a software-driven uh, uh, world? Uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, uh, Shenzhen and South China is, is famous for hardware. It comes from, you know, the factory world, the manufacturing. But then you have companies like Tencent. Tencent is, uh, as I'm sure you already know, the world's biggest uh, gaming company. It's also the company behind uh, the WeChat app. And, uh, WeChat app is, like, you could say it's the app of all apps. Um, it's one of the most interesting internet companies uh, on the world right now. And that's a like 100% software-driven company. Um, so, so you also have a trend in software and, uh, and uh, new, very exciting uh, software products coming out of Shenzhen. Uh, and and this, this could be the challenge for the America. Yep. And um, in, in your experience, uh, as you've been covering for quite some time, um, the, uh, like Shenzhen, uh, when did the, the rise of, of uh, this ecosystem start? And uh, what, what were the, really the things that uh, make it uh, happen in some way? Oh, you mean the city or uh, you mean Shenzhen as a city? Or? Yeah, more like Shenzhen as a city, but also, of course, as, as, a, as a super economic zone, like uh, something that uh, we would want uh, as a, like uh, an, an economic ecosystem. Yeah, so the, the story behind the city is tremendously fascinating. I mean, it's the it's a world's fastest growing city. I mean, the, the story has been told and told again, but 40 years ago, it was, it was nothing there except from rice fields, small fishing villages. Today, the city is home to some, up to 20 million people, depending on how you count. It's home to some of the, the biggest um, uh, technology companies on the planet. And it all happened because Shenzhen was the first, the first region um, where you could do, do trade free or more free in, in China. It was the first economic experiment. Sorry. And that really kicked off. First with uh, factories um, and, and, and now eventually more you know, startups, uh, software companies. And it, it's been a, a gradual, gradual development. And, and, and what I find interesting is it, it, the city keeps on developing. It's, it's not that it, you know, went through a stage and now it, it, it plateaued. I would say Shenzhen seems keep on developing. It's keeping on surprising. Um, I mean, in terms of economic growth, it, it's still on 8% a year. But, but even more interesting, I think, how, how the companies are modernizing. Like, they're, they're, it's like they're changing all the time. They're, uh, it's like becoming new species. Uh, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's, um, it's incredible that the rise, uh, you know, that as you also highlight in the book of a, of a, of a, of a city that uh, just a couple of decades ago was pretty much uh, like an empty place, or at least was mostly an uh, agri agricultural place to, to becoming really a, a super, uh, an economic uh, super superpower. I think uh, one way to really understand this development, uh, it's uh, about understanding the, um, how China is organized uh, in, in classes. And 
I mean, how does how does it work over there? Because for 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 many people, especially I guess in the, in the U.S., China is still a huge block of uh, of a billion and a half people. But in reality, it's more like a set of clusters that uh, are, are uh, forming uh, sort of ecosystems, each of which is actually spe specialized in a certain uh, certain area, industry, and uh, you know se set of industries. So. Uh, how can we understand better about uh, the way China is organized? Yeah, that, that, that's actually a very important thing to, uh, to point out, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Is, as you said, in Europe and America, when we look at China, we look at one country, but it's, it's a lot of different provinces, so the provinces are sometimes as unequal as different countries in Europe. And, and as you said, China, China Inc. Is, is run by three super clusters. One is around Beijing, up in the, the northeast. The second one is, is around Shanghai, by the, by the Jiangsu River Delta. And the third one, the one that we are focusing on here, is, is the Pearl River Delta. It's where Shenzhen is, you have Hong Kong, you have uh, uh, Guangzhou. Today, China is trying to rebrand this region as the Greater Bay Area, and uh, and it's very fascinating. All these three clusters, they are like tremendous powerhouses, and uh, they have mainly overlapping uh, features, uh, but they also have uh, uh, features that are different from each other. What's unique with the Pearl River Delta is it's, 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 it's traditionally had a more international approach. Uh, partly because you have uh, it's far away from Beijing and, and you have uh, Hong Kong which is uh, more international so the Pearl Delta so how it's been catering for the world and uh, and these three these three clusters are basically driving all of the economy of, of uh, China yeah so that, that, that's a very important thing to, to point out Yep, and um, what company you think, uh, I think probably you mentioned it before, but what company do you think represents most uh, the, 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 the Shenzhen or the, the, the way Shenzhen grew to become a, a sort of a super economic zone? Um, so, in, so, so the, the Pearl Delta was the first part of, of, of China where you had uh, international companies moving in, um, also where local companies could, could grow quickly. You had a tremendous amount of capital flooding in over the border uh, uh, early 80s from, from Hong Kong, from, from Japan, from Taiwan. Um, and you also had a tremendous amount of migrant workers all over China uh, coming into this, this part of uh, the world. And I mean, today you have this, I mean, Foxconn is a good example, the, the maker of uh, uh, iPhones and the maker of um, uh, computers and mobile phone for uh, global companies. It's very typical uh, River Delta company. Uh, you have Huawei, the, uh, uh, the world's biggest telecom giant. It's, it's also very typical uh, River Delta company. Um, a lot of mobile phone companies, a lot of, a lot of uh, manufacturing. And uh, uh, so I think that's, that's kind of typical of, of this uh, region. And now today you have like tons of hardware startups. You have tons of uh, accelerators moving in, like a uh, European American accelerators moving into the Pearl River Delta, and they're often um, specialising in in, in uh, hardware startups. Um, 
like a, one of the most interesting trends that I see is, is that you have so many American hardware startups that are uh, taking advantage of these um, uh, accelerators in Shenzhen. They spend a few months with these accelerators. They learn how to, how to find components. They learn how to do prototyping. And, and they learn how to do uh, manufacturing and then also how to go to market. And um, so you have like a, a, a constant stream of American European hardware startups coming to Shenzhen, taking part of these accelerating programs. And again, I think you have small companies with big dreams. They come to Shenzhen and, and, uh, to, to make these two dreams come true. And uh, this is not a trend that I see disappearing. Yep, and um, I want to stress uh, on, on one thing, which I think uh, probably uh, it's very important to understand uh, the, the Shenzhen mindset, which is about uh, the ability to, to prototype very, very quickly when it comes uh, to, to hardware, because you know, one, one common belief, especially in the West, is that software, of course, uh, changed the, rule, uh, the rules of the game, and actually you could start prototyping while we... Uh, uh, way faster and so you know we have all the the, the other business uh, framework like the lean startup and all the other things that also built were built on performer uh, firstly manufacturing but then really on on a software development and a drive development but uh, i think china and shenzhen are very uh, uh, interesting because they show us that actually this kind of framework can can be used if you have an ecosystem it's pretty uh, also on the hardware side, um, a bit more about the the the, the fast uh, rapid prototyping. How they work, uh, uh, you know, why why this is so important to understand the, the Shenzhen uh, entrepreneurial uh, mindset. Yeah, I think it's again it's a good question because a lot of people when they think about China, they think it's everything is cheaper and and, and low cost is the most important. But when I talk to hardware startups, they would say like, okay, the, the things are you know, cost efficient is good, but the most important is the speed, right? Um, so to understand Shenzhen, you also need to realize, uh, to understand all this, that the city is surrounded by other cities. So if, even if uh, Shenzhen is like a, a white collar city with uh, innovation and finance, uh, it's surrounded by like traditional factory towns like Dongguan, Fushan, where you still have factories where you can produce things. So if you're, if you're a startup with you know, a limited budget and you really need uh, you know, speed, you can find your components in Shenzhen quickly. You get in a, in a car and one hour later, you are down by the factory floor, right? Um, so you can start manufacturing or a prototyping more or less the, the same uh, afternoon, more or less. And when, if you compare it to a startup in America, if you need to ship it to China to do a prototyping, the, the transportation is going to take you two weeks and then to get back another one or two weeks. Um, and then when, when you need to make any changes, well, okay, you need to ship it again two weeks and, and back again two weeks. Here, when you are, if you are located in Shenzhen, you can just you know take a taxi down to the to the factory floor, and uh, you know talk to the local engineers at the factories, and uh, you know collaborate with them how how best to proceed. 
So speed is is, is crucial. And, and again, as I said, when I talk to these hardware startups, like the speed is tremendous and, 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 and very important. And, and, and you do uh, have that here. Yep, absolutely. And, and again, it's, I think it's very important that uh, it's, it's, uh, it's that place that, uh, you know, really um, uh, makes you think of uh, also uh, applying uh, to, to hardware, the, the software rules that we've seen for, for software development, which is, which is incredible um, when I think about it. And um, if you were to start a business today in Shenzhen, uh, where would you actually, where would you need to start? Uh, in in, uh, in uh, your opinion, uh, what do you mean? Do you mean where? Like, uh, let, let's say I'm, I'm going to. I want to. I want to take advantage of the fast prototyping uh, that there is in Shenz, and I want to launch uh, a physical or hardware product. How do I get started uh, over there? Yeah. So this is one of the one of the most important thing because um, if you are interested in Shenzhen, like where do you start? It's, it's a city of up to you know, 20 million people. Like, where do you start? So, uh, the advice I, I always give is that get in contact with the local uh, accelerators. Uh, and if, if that's not suitable, there are a lot of interesting uh, co working spaces. And, and, and the co working spaces in, uh, in Shenzhen, they also uh, they often they also work as. Uh, uh, I mean, they're, they're very social. Uh, they, they will also always help you to, uh, to get in contact with uh, investors, or they, 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 they might uh, help you to get in contact with uh, suppliers, uh, people to uh, collaborate with. Um, you can always contact both Invest Hong Kong and Invest Shenzhen. Then, one of the great things with uh, uh, Shenzhen right now is that they're really promoting the city for inter international uh, investors. So. Even in in the city, you have you have uh, special free trade zones um, with a lot of uh, incentives from uh, the government, cash incentives, and you can get a free you can get free uh, uh, office space, you get free apartments, you can get free kindergartens for your kids, um, and this is all run by uh, local uh, incentive. Uh, programs but again it's, it's really hard to know where where to start so i would start by uh, either contacting invest Shenzhen or invest uh, hong kong or or i mean go there on a yes on a on a holiday trip and uh, check out the place there's a lot of like co-working spaces uh, uh, maker spaces uh, accelerators local investors and uh, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of people there to to welcome Yep, and um, you know what, what are some of the biggest risks uh, to, to, to to know to be aware of as, as a foreign uh, entrepreneur? Because of course you are in Shenzhen, which is a free trade zone, but we're still in China. So what are some of the biggest risks that you might? Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, if you do business in China, there, there's a lot of risks. There, there, there are <laughs> some will say it's more risk than uh, advantages. It's it's not an easy market. Um, I mean, depending on your business, uh, I mean, first of all, is it, is it political, politically sensitive? Um, and then you can have uh, trouble. Uh, it could be you know, difficult to get your money out uh, because of capital control. Uh, this is naturally IP theft. 
uh, it's uh, uh, forced uh, technology transfer. Uh, you will have all your data based on local servers, and these local servers might be open for your competitors to, uh, you know, to, 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 to take all your data. There's a tremendous amount of corruption in the country. It's easy to get uh, caught up in, uh, in, in, in bribery. Uh, every, I think if you speak to anyone who's been doing business in China, they will say it comes with a lot of headaches. Um, I mean, just this detail that, that you don't have a free open internet. If you want to uh, check your Gmail account or check your Facebook, you need to use a VPN. And often VPN doesn't work. And, uh, uh, I mean, China comes with a tremendous amount of, of, of uh, opportunities. Uh, it's a very lucrative market, but it's also one of the world's toughest markets. Yeah. And uh, so that, does it mean that also uh, for, for uh, more like uh, Silicon Valley tech company, it's still very hard to take any advantage of China as a market? Um, because I mean, for, I would imagine that uh, it's still impossible for them to, to enter in some way um, or, 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 or something is changing as well. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Or I would say almost impossible if you're a small company, if you think that you can just go to China, set, set up a shop and tap into the system. Uh, you will need to collaborate with people and you will need to have like good, good uh, old China hand experts to, to help you. But one thing, one thing of the greatest advantages is also that your next door neighbor is, is Hong Kong. Hong Kong, uh, as you know, is it's part of China, but it has its own political and, uh, and legal system. You heard of the expression, one country, two systems. So what a lot of companies from, from the West are doing is that instead of setting up your company in mainland China, you set it up in Hong Kong. Um, again, I, I, met, I met several uh, uh, European and American companies. What they do is that you set up your, your local company in Hong Kong, you do all your hardware uh, uh, innovation and R&D and manufacturing and prototyping in China, uh, but you keep your software development in Berlin or, or in, in New York. You wait to, uh, wait to uh, uh, deleverage and, and, uh, and keep your business interests uh, safer. So, um, and also, Hong Kong has no capital control. Um, it's it's a uh, you know functioning rule of law basically based on uh, Western values. So again, I would I would recommend people to to use Hong Kong as a stepping stone when you uh, enter China. Yep, and can we expect uh, Hong Kong to to keep this position in the in the coming decade? What, what do you think? Right now, there are many things going on. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I mean, I, I lived in Hong Kong for eight years, and at the moment it's, uh, it's rather turbulent, if you, if, you, if you put it like that. Yeah. But uh, the one country system, uh, it's according to the agreement with the United Kingdom, from, it, will, it will maintain for 50 years till 2047. So up till then, we can more or less be you know, certain that you will have stability in terms of rule of law. Terms of uh, that you will uh, that you, your your capital and your IP will be safe in Hong Kong. Um, I I I don't feel worried uh, living and, and doing business in in, uh, in 
Hong Kong. I, I still feel totally fine and safe here. Like the music is still playing in Hong Kong. But uh, yeah, of course, it's, it is turbulent in Hong Kong and it's, you, you should take it under uh, consideration. Of course. And uh, so what's coming next for Shenzhen? What do you see on the, on the horizon? Uh, it's a good question. I, I don't see the city slowing down. Uh, the economy is still uh, uh, you know, marching on. It's on 8%. eight uh, with the tariffs, the US tariffs, it's, it's a problem for some of the companies like the Huawei. Uh, it might be tougher to do uh, manufacturing. Um, I still think that the, uh, the local economy in China is, is sort of going to uh, continue to, to continue strong and uh, Shenzhen is, is a city that's going to lead, lead the way in China. It, it's, it's the most uh, pro progressive, it's the most uh, innovative, it's, it's the smartest city in the country and it, 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 it continues to attract talent, not just from all over China but from all over the world. It's, it's becoming more of a metropolis. Uh, I still enjoy going there. What, what worries me is that China is getting unachieving more tougher, it's getting more heavy-handed, more totalitarian if you want. And if they sort of take away those liberties that, that were um, the creation of Shenzhen to start with, uh, if they try to control things more into detail, I think that that would be a trouble for the for the city, um, but I still I still think that Shenzhen has a lot enough, enough uh, you know uh, momentum to continue to be the role model of uh, China going forward. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's uh, quite a paradox because as uh, as uh, actually Shenzhen has has, uh, has become a, a super economic zone thanks to its economic activities, then now. We see a lot of tech giants which really have the power uh, to, to, to become a sort of big, big brothers for, 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 the, for the government. In any case, we'll see how it goes. What's coming next for you? Like, uh, are you planning uh, some other books uh, on, the, um, on the topic? Uh, what can you expect from you as well so that we can, the community can know what's coming next? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always planning new books. Uh, at the moment, I've been uh, stuck by the desk fighting for uh, newspapers about the trade war and about the, the, uh, the demonstrations in Hong Kong. But um, I have some new books uh, in the pipeline that I'm writing at the moment. They, they will be on the same, uh, on the same theme. It's about the, the rise of uh, Asia. It's about uh, that a lot of the, the gravity of uh, economy and innovation is, is moving towards East and uh, this is a trend that I, I feel is very strong and it's, uh, it's very convincing trends. So my, my, my future books will be, be on these uh, topics. Yeah, thanks a lot, John. And uh, really, uh, for anyone that is going to be listening, uh, you uh, should read the Shenzhen Superstars, How China's Smartest City Challenging Silicon Valley. And uh, of course, we look forward to your other books on uh, Asia. And thanks again for joining me today, John. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's really great to be on your show. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you.